about the mindset. It's 99% the mindset, it's 1% the how to. Welcome to the e commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products, and the process of e commerce selling today. Here's your host, Stephen Peterson. So you're looking for an advantage to help you woo a brand. Well, one of the tools that you can use is Scope. You could check out their product and then check out their competitors and find the keywords their competitors are using and check out theirs and see that they're not and then say, okay, I've got an idea. Let me do this. Let me enhance your brand. That's the thing you can bring to the marketplace. When you can enhance the brand, you're going to win that account. So try it. You get a free trial, but sellerlabs.com forward slash scope. Use the code momentum and save 50 bucks. It's a free trial. Try it and see if you can enhance the brand. It's time to get the listings right. So what should you do? You should get your images right, right? So Amazing Freedom has a program to help you do that, and we've used them. It's phenomenal what they can do. you got to go look at this. So you go to amazingfreedom.com forward slash photos and take a look at the examples of what you can do with an image. You take and you give them some sample images, um, some simple images, and then what they do is they take and... Um, insert them with lifestyle uh, photos. And so all of a sudden, you're going to see an example of what a plain image looks like and then what it can be enhanced to. Why is this of value to you? Well, you're in the wholesale business. And guess what? You want to add value to the brand. And this is just a simple way to do it. They offer all those kinds of services. Scroll down to the bottom. If you really want somebody to help really improve this service and you want to bring value to that brand because you want exclusivity, the services uh, that they offer for um, listing enhancement will blow your mind. So, again, it's amazingfreedom.com forward slash photos. Take a look at what you can do for your brand that you're trying to get. If you're ready to learn about wholesale, then I suggest Best from the Nest and Robin Johnson. Her unstoppable Amazon Academy will help you learn from basically even opening an account if you're brand new to Amazon, but then all the way to brand building. How do, you, how do you enhance a brand? How do you have that conversation? There's 300 plus videos, probably more than that by now. So very simple. As little as $49 a month. Bestfromthenest.com forward slash EM. That's it. Bestfromthenest.com forward slash EM. Check out the services that they offer. Check out some of the events that she hosts. Do you want to go walk around ASD? Check it out. Bestfromthenest.com forward slash EM. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 391, Amy Nicholas. Um, again, I, and I say this a lot, get ready to be inspired, but I, I don't know how you can't be inspired by the, the, the people that have been on my podcast. I'm so fortunate. I get a chance to talk to some of the most incredible people um, who have figured out something. There's something now that might not be your something. So put it in perspective. But what I love about Amy is I love, um, how she stopped looking for the how. I think that's so important because I'm guilty of this all the time. Looking how, how do I do this? How do I do this? Show me how to do this. You know, it's not about the how. Uh, she's taking permission. Uh, she's accepting herself. And the other thing she's doing is turning everybody else off, not listening to anybody else while she's laser focused. How powerful is that? How many times, you know, we talk about when you're getting ready to go on vacation, it's amazing the amount of work you could get done when you're laser focused and you don't have time for everything else. But her point is that's what you need to do in your business is to take that laser focus, get focused, stay focused, and follow through and turn everybody else off. And just a powerful, powerful interview uh, by a very, very, uh, very cool lady and somebody who has figured that out. And I just love it. Let's get into the podcast. 
And welcome back to the Commerce Momentum Podcast. We're excited about today's guest because, um, again, I like to see accomplishments um, and how people get there because none of the stories that I've been told are easy. Not one person has ever come on my show and just say, hey, this is easy. Man, this is like, this is bread and butter. This is this slice the butter, put it on the toast. It's simple. Um, and I don't believe this person's going to tell us any different. Welcome, Amy Nicholas. Welcome, Amy. Thanks, Stephen. Glad to be here. Would you agree with that statement? Easy? Yeah, not, I don't like to say things are easy. I say that the hard part is the belief. <laughs> and oh, that's, that's interesting. That's really tough. That's interesting. What does that mean? What does that mean to you? Basically believing that you can do something that's either been done before or like by somebody else or belief that you can do something that nobody's done before. Either way, it's uh, that's the hurdle, I think, in getting people to where they want to go. So when you think about like, you know, seeing somebody else who has a lot of success and that's where is it self-doubt? Is it, uh, um, I'm not good enough? Is it, um, they're somebody special. They've got a cape. They change in a <laughs> phone booth, which anybody younger than 30 is going to be like, what are you talking about, Steve? But you know what yeah. I mean? What, what is it for you? I think that people do struggle with a lot of self-doubt and there's probably not necessarily a lot of like motivational cheerleaders in people's life that have given that kind of pumped up. You can do it you got this. Um, you know, thinking back, I, I don't recall many experiences <laughs> other than some of my school teachers telling me, um, that I was, you know, special or somebody, which, you know, it was really just like, Hey, good job on your grades, you know, <laughs> but like life skills, you know, I think people struggle because, um, they have that sort of negative programming in their mind of, Oh, why am I doing this? This isn't going to work. It didn't work last time. I'm no good. So-and-so can do it, but not me. Um, so I think that's sort of a, a mental program that just keeps playing in people's heads. To you, you know, it, I saw a posting from somebody the other day and it was, um, hey, you know, I struggled to believe that you can make money online and they showed their number and they were spectacular. I don't know if it was an FBA seller or a merch or whatever it was. It was really a strong number. And they were like, you know, I never believed it was possible because you hear everything, you know, you can make millions, right? If you listen to certain mm -hmm. people and then you hear the other people saying, these are all scams. 100% of them are scams. There are no way you can be successful online. It's all gone. It's this and that. Um, when you hear that, does that bring you right back to self-doubt and self, you know, I mean, in any way, or do you just push past it because you've had so much success? Yeah, I think I just got to a point where I was listening to the right people, oh, uh, mentors and, and motivational uh, speakers and such, and just started to believe more about what they were saying than what was going on internally or other people were talking about, and just sort of realized those comments were a little bit, um, they're just, their experience was limited. You they're know? jaded, right? They're yeah. jaded for some reason. And and sometimes it's reasons outside of their control. I mean, it, for sure, things have changed. Now, you, um, you've sold on two different Amazon platforms. Is that correct? Um, well, if you divide it up, let's see, there's, uh, -oh. uh, Amazon merch or merch by Amazon, um, KDP print, which is like the Kindle publishing division. And I've sold also through the seller central Shopify, uh, connection channel, therefore doing print on demand. Okay. So you've got some, some breadth of experience, all, all three of those. And I'm assuming one builds on another one. Um, they have changed since you started, I would assume, correct? Yes, definitely. When when you see people that 
spout that failure and it's hard and it's getting challenging and this and that. Maybe this is just common sense. You're going to be like, duh, Steve, of course. Is it the people who don't want to change, who are afraid of change, who don't adapt to change? And if they can get past that and accept it, they probably might have been successful? I think that's a part of it. Um, I also think you just have to really limit who you're listening to and who you're reading and just sort of shut out the rest of the world because one person will say it's hard and then 10 people are going to chime in and agree because it's something to talk about (laughs) and it Hmm. keeps them distracted uh, from the reality. And then the real people that are successful and just don't worry about it, they're out there putting in the work, you know, they're not posting in the groups about how hard it is. (laughs) That makes perfect sense. Okay. All right. I, I think that's very practical advice. So again, disconnect, stop listening to me, turn this off. Don't listen to us. Turn it off and uh, um, go put your head down and do the work. Um, I assume you hit hurdles, you hit problems, you hit challenges. What got you to push past that? I think finding, um, like, again, the right mentors, just listening to, like, one. Paid mentors or free mentors or both? Um, The person I'm thinking of, well— there's been two very influential uh, mentors in my life. Okay. Um, one being Bob Proctor. Um, I listened to him just through YouTube and decided to watch one of his live streams uh, that was um, like his live event that you could watch online. And just like life-changing stuff came from that, income, relationships, health, all and of that. And a lot of his stuff is like thinking positive, uh, yeah. imagine it happening and then it will happen, that kind of thing, correct? Yeah, and very much about, like you go to his seminar, because I ended up going to a couple of his events in person, you go there and he's just talking about you hmm. the whole time. And you're like, oh my gosh, this guy is amazing. But it's it's because he's talking about you and your your abilities, your um, your power and just, you know, He's just very good at what he does. <laughs> mm. But does every person in that room thinks they're talking? He's talking about them, correct? That's yeah, why he's it's the like ability. He's talking to you directly. That's I mean, crazy. there's you can feel like the vibration in the room change when he gets up there to speak. It's That's cool. crazy. <laughs> it's kind of a Tony Robbins vibe too, right? That same thing is like I'm connecting. He understands my woes and my worries and and that kind of thing. Okay, all right. Yeah. So he was important, and he's free. On uh, on on YouTube because I've seen some of the stuff too. So that's free advice, but you could pay for services, but you don't have to, correct? Right. You could just go on YouTube and listen to him, and that's how I started. And then I said, you know what? He's going to be doing a live stream event. It was like one hundred and forty-seven dollars. I'm like, that's nothing, you know, compared to the cost of flying out there and and showing up at the the seminar. Um, so I did one live stream, and then I went and paid for. Um, I actually paid VIP. Uh, twice after that because I was like I just want to be close to the guy yeah, you know? I'm with you I like that VIP experience almost yeah. every place I do it anymore because it usually like you say it gives you access mm-hmm. indeed and then the other mentor that's been a big part of my life um, his name is Wesley Virgin he's uh, got several hundred videos on YouTube and a friend recommended uh, me to his content said hey I think you'd like it he's kind of it's kind of wild and crazy <laughs> but um, very motivational and very much he'll tell you when you're doing stuff that's wrong. You know, he's going to not like sugarcoat it for you. And what, I mean, it's almost like you're getting, these guys have gave you permission. Both of these men, it sounds like they gave you permission. Who, who are you seeking permission from? And that's not a criticism. I'm just trying to understand it. 
because this is Steve. You're talking to Steve who goes through the same thing. So I'm just trying yeah. to understand. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like they're telling you over and over, hey, you can do this. Hey, you've got what it takes. You don't need anybody else, really. You don't really need me. <laughs> um, they're telling you this. And at some point, you're like, yeah, yeah, I have it in me. I have what's possible, like right in front of me. It's, you know, and they kind of make you believe that you have to realize that things are working in your favor even before you see that result. And that's exactly what's worked for them. And they're sharing that to you. And that's sort of opened up my eyes to, you know, I don't have to really seek out anybody else. You know, I already have the, the power in me kind of thing. And so, so I just want to make sure I'm clear on this. So those two who are not related to your Amazon business in any possible way, no. um, by listening to them and focusing in on them and taking that positive advice and then enacting it and actually taking action, mm-hmm. you were... And turning off all the rest of the shows, my show, all the other people that are out there talking about Amazon and all the rest of that jazz, that has allowed you to move forward? Am I correct when I say that? Yeah, because, you know, Hmm. from both of them, I've gotten this, that the belief that, you know, it's really more about the mindset. It's 99% the mindset, it's 1% the how-to. Because when I, I remember too, like right before I quit my job, I was sort of struggling. I was doing ebook publishing and I was like, okay, I need to move forward, but I feel a little bit, you know, kind of bumping against the wall here. And I said, wait a minute, you know, I'm really focused on how to do things. How do I make more mm. ebooks? How do I scale this? And I said, let me take a step back. And so I really, you know, just focused on personal development, meditation, journaling, reading the right, you know, kind of mindset books. I was not so much focused on how do I do this technical stuff? And then from learning, you know, more from these two mentors, they're telling me, don't focus on that stuff. Like you focus on the internal stuff and the how to just takes care of itself. It's it's really like a faith thing. You don't know how it's going to work. You know, like I'm not focused on the how to. So how's it going to work? You know, but it just ends up working somehow, some way. You know, sitting here, it's, it's, as I, I always think of the title, you know, what, what impresses me. And, and at this point, it's less how to, it's more on taking permission to be successful. Is that fair? Yeah. I mean, it's taking why permission, not you? right. Yeah. Uh, you're not asking for permission because you, you're just acknowledging that. Yeah. Why not you? Right. Why not Amy? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love it. I, I think that's very cool. All right. Let's get into the story, how you get started. So, so why, why eBooks? Why, what was, are you, are you a writer? Are you a journalist? Uh, what, what's your background? No, um, I was working for an insurance company as an auto appraiser. Um, it was a good job. It was interesting. I got to travel around in a car that was paid for by the company. Awesome. Um, so I would listen to a lot of audiobooks and things like that. Once I decided I was like, you know, I'm ready to take things to a different level. I want to do my own thing. I want to be an entrepreneur. And I was originally doing, um, I was filming stock video footage and selling it online. Um, that was my first actual like online so sales. Walk us through that. What does that mean? So, so for- yeah. So like you watch a commercial, um, maybe you watch a film, like through your company where, you know, it's like an industrial film, like here's how to, you know, here's our company policies and it's a video, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things like that. There's, um, you might see clips in a movie. You might see it in um, an independent film, commercial. I saw one of my footage uh, clips sold and it was in a commercial, a Spanish. uh, That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's 
pretty pretty neat. Yeah, um, it is so pretty very cool. Short stuff. It, it was just a blast to do. Uh, how do you like, sell it? How did you? So you just no audio, just video only. Yeah, just video, and you you would be responsible to make sure the quality was good, make sure you didn't have any trademarks in the video, copyrights, things like that. Um, and I would I found a couple of sites online, uh, Shutterstock, Pond Five, and used to be iStock Photo, but I think they were bought out by Getty. Okay. So I uploaded to those places and I, I made, you know, a couple of sales and I was like, this is great, but I really want to do something a little bit faster. <laughs> so it's a, job. it's a revenue share deal with them, right? So they get a percentage and you get a percentage. That's right. Okay. Yeah. All right. In, in some places you set your price, other places they are going to tell you what you make. Okay. Well, cool. I didn't even know. I mean, you know, I think of Pond5 because I buy music for Pond5, so I know my podcasts. And uh, I never think about where, who does that. All right. And so this is a perfect example of somebody doing Okay, cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Not not fast money, though. No, um, because, you know, you physically have to go out and film things, right? It's not so much like I can create one video clip and then just scale it. <laughs> I have to go out it and doesn't and go viral. Footage. Yeah. Okay. All right, so you you got that. That was slow dime. You're like, oh, I don't think this is the best path for me. What came next? I was listening to a guy uh, named Stefan Palernos. He has a, a show on YouTube and a podcast called Project Life Mastery. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I love that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Cool guy. Um, he was talking about ebook publishing through um, Kindle Publishing. And I was like, this sounds like a good avenue. You know, it's, he explained things very clearly. He had a course and I remember debating about buying the course for like a week. And I was like, Amy, just do it. <laughs> and and I was so glad I did. Cause I was listening to all his stuff and he just kept talking about it. And that was his means of getting out of the job and, and not having to rely on doing menial jobs. You know, he was like, this is paying my bills and it just keeps getting better. And I'm like, okay, let's get into this. Let's let's do this. So I invested in it. And yeah, I just learned from the course and, and followed the steps, followed the videos and started putting my own uh, ebook business together. When I when you think about, I mean, and I don't know if other people take courses, why, why do you think you had success with yours? What's the difference? I mean, when you look at your friends, and I, I know you know enough people that you've seen people who take courses and they don't succeed. And I'm not putting them down because mm-hmm. stuff happens in people's lives. And maybe that's the answer. But why do you think that you were able to take a course, spend the money, make A, first make the decision to invest, B, actually do the work and then actually follow through with it, and 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 C, you know, see the level of success you had. How, what what makes you different than the other people that you know? I mean, I assume you know some people that have similar. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people are info junkies and they're buying multiple courses, multiple programs at the same time, trying to take a little sample of each. I bought one program. I followed one guy. Um, and I just decided from the beginning that it was going to work. And again, and, you had everything else turned off. Is that still the the motive? I mean, the, the, the modus operandi, the way you work is that while you're on this guy, everything else is out? Yeah. I mean, I was, I was listening actually to a lot of audiobooks, personal development. I was kind of all over the place in yeah. terms of the mental side of it. But for the, the technical side of it, I was just listening to his, you know, program. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. I, I just wondered if, uh, 
because it seemed to work for you before or recently with the Bob Proctor and the Wesley Virgin. You turn I, everybody I learned else that later. Yeah. Okay. Later in the journey, I said, why am I trying to follow all these different people? Because then I started getting conflict in my mind about. <laughs> so, yeah. Would it have, would your success have happened faster? Had you known this secret now of turning everything else off? Yeah, probably. I think that's a huge aspect of, of narrowing things down. And from his, um, from his program, he had an option to join a private Facebook group. It was a monthly cost. I said, you know what? I'm probably going to meet other people and, um, you know, get to learn more. So I joined it. And from that Facebook group, um, I was contributing, you know, I was just sort of like sharing things that were working for me and just sort of um, meeting new people that were doing what I was doing. And it opened the doors for me to get to um, be invited to a private mastermind. And that was a huge shift from going, you know, making some money per month, but not really enough to quit my job to getting in with the right people. And my income just started going up every month after that. So this like-minded group that you joined, right? Sounds like they were motivated. They recognize you because you were participating. I think that's a very, very key point. You're mm-hmm. in a lot. I'm in a million groups. I get added to groups all the time. Please don't add me in any more groups. I can't participate. <laughs> but most of the time, I can't participate. Just I just can't physically. So therefore, yeah. I add no value to you. I apologize. So don't add me. I won't add value to you um, because I won't be able to do anything. But by adding value like you described... People recognize, okay, she gets it. She A, she's positive, right? You weren't sitting in there, this sucks. I'm not getting anything, no, right? No. That kind of stuff. <laughs> um, and so so can you talk through a little bit more there? Because I think that's powerful for people. Because, I mean, I don't know. Are you shy in any way? I mean, would you consider yourself to be, you know, a little intimidated and shy? Or are you a go-getter? I used to be okay. for many years. As a young kid, I was very, very shy and I read a lot of books and I didn't have like, you know, a huge circle of friends or anything. And at some point through several like actual jobs in the workforce, kind of putting you in front of people a lot, kind of got me out of my shell. And then now I feel like I completely turned around. I'm totally on the other side. Uh, but when I was doing the, the Kindle stuff and posting in the group, you know, I was just trying to like give back, just trying to share. And I saw other people doing things similar, you know, mm. very open and like, hey, this is working. Um, and then when what was funny was when the guy contacted me to join the mastermind, he was like, uh, it, I kind of got the impression he didn't want me to share anymore because <laughs> it was like uh, I was getting too close to like, you know, quote unquote, the secrets. You were going to give the secret, the, the one yeah. answer. You had it and you were going to tell yeah. him. <laughs> So, That's but it, you know, it, the giving aspect and not trying, I wasn't trying to like get anything from that. I just felt good sharing, you know, and that opened the door for me. Well, that giving without expectation has always worked for me too. Um, I expect nothing. I don't want anything. I'm not asking for anything. And then magically this stuff just shows up. And I just think that's so powerful. But again, I think by joining that group, original group, them seeing the participation, then you get invited to the cool kids club, the elite, which is really the people that are participating. And then you participate at a higher level. Is that what kind of happens? Yeah, it was very um, strict. (laughs) We had weekly calls at a set time. And if you missed weekly calls, like at all, you were like out of the group. So I was like, I will make this happen. (laughs) So that discipline, is that discipline force you again, to participate in it and force you to be prepared and all the rest of that stuff? 
Yeah, because each hmm. week we would pick a topic to discuss and maybe one of us would kind of head the discussion um, and everybody would give back in some way. And I was at the bottom of the totem pole sales wise. And so I said, you know, I want to I want to contribute something. So I offered to take notes for the group and then post them in, in our private Facebook group um, so that people could, you know, if they missed the call, heaven forbid, or if they uh, if they just wanted to have some notes for it and mm. they appreciated that. So I was uh, <laughs> I was never booted out of the group, thankfully. <laughs> now, did you have to pay to be in that group? No, no, okay. it was it was a oh, free wow. group, but the value was in, insane of yeah. what people were sharing. Well, that it's very uh, very cool because I'm in a mastermind or two, and the participation is mediocre. And sometimes, quite frankly, even I don't participate maybe because it's not I'm not forced to, and so therefore mm-hmm. you don't get the value. I, I think that's really strong. Okay, so that group made you elevate your game. You were around like-minded people that were you said you were the low person on the totem pole at that point. So you, you had to step up your game. It forced you thinking back about that. Is there a way that those skills, whatever you did to force your game up, is that, would you say that's one of the reasons you've had so much success with merch? Yeah. You have to push yourself to the point of being uncomfortable a lot. And most people aren't willing to do that. Most people are okay coming home from work you know, cracking open a beer, sitting in front of the TV, because that's comfortable, versus, well, let me go work on my business, let me put in some hours, let me read some books. Um, You really have to stretch yourself, and it's, you know, there's times where it's like, I don't want to do this, but, you know, I know it's helpful. Well, I'm going to jump to that, because I usually ask this later on, but let's talk about structure. Um, one of the things is we were working out times to get together. You were like, uh, no, no chance I'm doing it in the morning, Steve. That's time sacred to me. That's my work time. I mean, that it was, that's pretty rigid. I mean, that's cool. I mean, I, I admire, I sit back, I don't see it as a negative. I sit back and say, damn, I get it. Now I understand why she's doing so well. That's sounds like a plan. So can you kind of walk us through that? Yeah. I mean, you have to be really you have to, like you said, rigid. You have to be rigid with your time and with who you're spending time with, with who you are interacting with, and realize um, that, you know, you must hit your your key <laughs> KPIs every day, right? Your key performance uh, stuff in the sense of, like, if I don't put the work in in the morning, I know physically I am going to work at a less intense speed in the afternoon because that's when I sort of hit my lull in the day physically, Um, there's some things I can do to bring that back up. But if I don't hit those peak hours in the morning of say between, uh, 7am to about, you know, noonish 11am, then my productivity is just going to go to crap for the day. And I can't have that. And you just know that. I mean, that's just, and again, is this over time you have figured this out? Yeah, I I think I've always been geared more towards a a morning person um, most of my life. But when I got into personal development and and reading and and listening to people, I started to realize that if I could capture a couple extra hours even um, by waking up at like 5 a.m. versus, you know, a lot of people don't wake up till 6.30, 7 o'clock that are going to work, I felt like my confidence go up. I felt like I had an edge on the day. I felt that I could get things done. And when I was trying to quit my job, I realized that if I didn't grab these couple extra hours before my, my full-time job, uh, 
it just wasn't going to happen. You know, I just didn't have the extra hours in the day to put into my side business. But you've kept that going. That's not yeah. like you didn't turn it off. Hey, once I, well, I make it enough, I can, turn, I can leave my job. You kept the pedal down. Yeah, because I saw there was a direct correlation between waking up early and my income for the week. Like if I and I there's times I slip, you know, I'm not perfect at it. Um, but I just know in the back of my mind, Amy, if you get up at 5 a.m., you're going to be more productive today. And chances are, you know, like 99 percent chance you're going to make more money. When when I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about this, when do when do you fade? I mean, you're up early. That means you're go, 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 go. Um, when do you fade? I mean, is it two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock or it's is about, it six o'clock? No, no, it's about three o'clock. OK, so, so three o'clock. So it's it's not like you're going you're not one of those. Steve, I'm going to work 18 hours a day and I'm going to do this for, for four no. years. No, no. And I don't believe in having to work that many hours oh, um, and because of that belief. I've been able to structure myself in ways that are that make me happier. I'm not happy working 18 hours a day, and I don't think anybody really is, <laughs> even that says they are. Um, they would probably enjoy doing some other things in their day too. Well, give me an example of what, what now that you're able to do that when you were working for the insurance company, you're not able to do that, that you call happiness. Um, gosh, just going to the gym whatever time I feel like. Uh, going to the grocery store and don't tell it's me you just go to the beach of... yeah yeah oh, I'm, I'm actually more i reserve the beach more for the weekends okay. when i go with my husband but um yeah just doing things at the right time and not having to deal with traffic and rush hour and congestion and everybody at the store at the same time because they just got off work um other than those kinds of things like running errands and such i like to just be free in the sense of hey if i want to go out of town tomorrow i can you know like really? my husband will be here most of the time and he'll watch the dogs if it's just me or you know we ask the neighbors hey watch the dogs we're going out of town <laughs> now your friends that are not in this world what do they say when they're like oh uh i mean do they look at you like with envy do they look at you with surprise like what do you do um because of that freedom i'm, I'm assuming people have like wait you can do that like you know a last minute trip or whatever can you talk about that? Yeah, well, the funny thing is, um, you know, it's been uh, this year, it'll be four years in July that I've been full-time entrepreneur, and I just have a lot fewer friends than I used oh, that's to. that's interesting. Works. Yeah, um, because you realize they're different than you, and you don't have a lot to contribute to each other's um, lives <laughs> anymore, um, but I do have a couple still, and I, I'm sure they envy it you know, or sometimes they might make a comment like, oh, that must be nice. But they don't really understand what it took to get to this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and now can it's you like, teach me, Amy? Can you teach me yeah. by Friday? I need it by Friday. Can you do that? <laughs> yeah. yeah not, well, does that mean that you've gotten more friends that are more entrepreneurial? Because you said that. Oh, you, for sure. Oh, that's yes. interesting. So it's uh, because you have so much more in common. It's interesting. Uh, I, I would say I, I would agree with that even in our own personal life that we, we definitely have gravitated away from the ones that are working Monday through Friday because they're like, hey, can you do this? Yeah, we can do that. Well, wait. Uh, oh, no, I can't, you know, because I'm so yeah. structured. Interesting. Very cool. All right. So things are going rocking along. How did you find out about merch? I mean, was that a natural transition from, from the publishing side? Um, yeah, it, it was kind of a necessity in a sense too. Uh, I was 
trying to expand what I was doing um, with eBooks, but the everything was just changing on the Kindle platform. And I said, you know what? I really want another income stream that has more control. Uh, so I ended up hiring a coach, building a Shopify store, and learning to do print on demand and combining that with you know selling t-shirts, selling hoodies, hats, whatever, uh, for a specific niche, and then using Facebook ads. And so- well, Let me stop you a second. I just wanna make yeah. sure I understand this. Was this with Amazon Merch first, or did you just go right to the other, chan other platforms? No, so Merch came later. Oh, was, interesting. So you were yeah. an early, early adopter. Ooh. <laughs> um, this was about 2000, 16 i think early 2016 i was i was doing uh print on demand but like i said this through the shopify channel and you know it's it's a talk about you know risk and faith and all that sort of thing you, you're really putting money on the table when you're just kind of testing things on facebook ads and i don't know if this is going to sell kind of thing but from then you know i was in that print on demand community i heard on an interview a guy that was doing successful with this new program called merch by amazon and i said hey i got all these designs that you know didn't sell in my store or i'm no longer using uh why don't i just uh try to apply get on there and then see if these designs might sell you know in merch so it took four months to get in though <laughs> yeah it took four so, months well how long yeah. did it take for your first sale uh, on merch. After the four months, so you took you four months to get on, right? Right. I, I yeah. just went, uh, uh, so I don't remember exactly how long it took. Maybe like a week or two. Okay, so it a week or two. Long. But yeah. but thinking about print on demand and driving your own traffic and all the rest of that jazz, especially back then, mm -hmm. way harder. Correct. Yeah, driving your own traffic way harder. Way harder. Sure. And so when this happened and you had your first sale on Amazon in in a week, what? What I mean, what went through your mind then? Is that good or is that normal? <laughs> was that what you expected or you, were it you disappointed? No, it was good because as I continued uploading, I had um, when you first, well, this was years ago, but when I first got online to Merch by Amazon, you got 25 slots right. to upload. And so I filled it up and I was surprised that several of the designs I had never sold before were selling on, on Amazon. I'm like, oh, it'd be probably because there's so much more traffic. And I thought, you know, oh, my designs are terrible. Nobody likes them. But then there was validation from buyers on Amazon that, no, actually, these are okay designs. People do resonate with them. So, so why do they sell on Amazon? I mean, have you, this had to cross your mind. Why would they sell on Amazon and not on your own site? I think people just trust Amazon for, okay. for number one, um, you know, credit card stored, they've been a shopper for a while, they trust buying there. So it's a lot different than trying to get somebody to convert on your Shopify store who has never heard of your store, uh, doesn't know if they're going to get scammed, <laughs> you know, uh, that's a big part. Any Anything about like their, uh, um, like, you learn something in, in, in search there is where I was going to kind of ask you, like, you know, did... Um, does Amazon put seller, put buyers, excuse me, in path for what you put as opposed to you having to do it yourself? Do you get, I mean, I'm, that's a stupid way of asking that question, but you're saying, so you're, you're, you have a shirt that says beer rules. All right. I'm making it up. You had it on your Shopify store. Then you bring it over to Amazon. You put beer rules. It says exactly the same thing. Did you mix up and change up the keywords behind it? Or did you just copy over the ones that you were using on your own SEO stuff? 
Yeah, I um I did use keywords that were relevant for Amazon. Oh, okay. And I hired a VA to help me um, get things going over there because I I was sort of treating it just as like another side income. It wasn't uh, like it was a side hustle to your side hustle. I get it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This was my side hustle to Shopify, and you know, I just I did say, hey, we're gonna use keywords that are popping up on Amazon that are relevant, and the platform was still fairly new, so the competition wasn't so high. Okay. So it was a little bit easier. <laughs> but yet you didn't use that same VA or whatever to take that same approach to your Shopify store, correct? Yeah, I never did. Um, like I never paid for SEO on my Shopify store. Uh, I just put money into Facebook ads and some apps and things like that. But other than that, no. Okay. Well, just the fact that you were doing that makes you an outlier from most people who sell on merch, namely Steve, who sells, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm not a tier, I'm, I think I'm a tier thousand, you're a tier 6,000. Um, so that, just the fact that you're putting in an investment and doing that work uh, made you an outlier. And the fact that you already have your Shopify and all that print on demand clearly makes you an outlier. So it's just interesting to me that you put the time and money into Amazon. Like, was there something there that told you that if I do this, I think I can have, was there anybody whispering your ear? You mentioned a coach. Was there anybody saying, put the effort and energy in and you're going to get the reward? Um, I just remember hearing the one interview, um, where a guy on the show, his name was Daniel, um, him talking about his success. And it was in a short time frame, a couple of months and he was doing really well on Merch by Amazon. So that gave me incentive to put time and effort into it and belief that, hey, you know, somebody's out there doing it. I can do this. I've been doing print on demand for a little bit. So that's kind of why I jumped on the train, basically. You're back to that belief thing again. Mm, this yeah. is common theme amongst you, Amy. There's belief <laughs> thing. If you believe it that strongly. Have you been able to take that belief into other parts of your life and actually seen the, the benefits yeah. Yeah. I mean, for instance, um, health wise, I always sort of had this idea in my mind of like, you know, okay, I want this kind of figure. I want this kind of look. And after listening to my mentors and stuff and them talking about, sometimes they offered very practical suggestions, like find somebody in a magazine that looks how you want to look, you know, post the picture up, look at it every day. And you basically are imprinting that subconscious. Um, and instead of thinking about what you don't want, like I don't want to be piling on pounds or piling on, you know, <laughs> old age or wrinkles, um, think about what you do want, you know, and you kind of have to talk to yourself on a daily basis, uh, that, you know, you're, you're getting younger every day, you're getting stronger every day, you're getting fitter every day. And people might think that's weird or whatever. And I'm like, I don't care because it works. <laughs> and what you're doing might not work, but it's worked for me. And I saw the transformation and without it being hard, you know, people are like, oh, it's so hard to lose weight. Well, it's because you make it hard, you know. Would you say that pretty much that that applies across everything, right? Even in business, right? The, you know, I mean, you yeah. can tell me maybe you're a Mensa member, but would you say you're the smartest person selling on Amazon merch? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> no, I don't mean insult you. I'm just trying to say, I mean, and to be fair, you're going to say kind of like we did in a pre-call that, you know, you're, if you could do it, other people can do it, right? If they're willing to pay the price. 
that mm-hmm. price is hard sometimes, right? I mean, that's, I think, I think to me, I always used to say this uh, when I was in the accounting world, you know, I'd bring some new, change a new procedure or whatever mm-hmm. for two weeks. It would last for two weeks and then they'd revert right back to that comfort. I guess you used that word before, comfort level. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you have to, you have to really change your language in how you talk to yourself and how you talk in general about things being hard or difficult because if you believe that you're you're just subconsciously going to find ways to make it so now i'm not saying there's not work to it there's not you know um things that you're going to have to do actions you're going to have to take but if you are looking for a hard route you're going to think okay i got to work 18 hours a day i have to um never see my family you know and what's another way to approach it then what would you say then how would you approach that you have to think in terms instead of the outcome. So what is your goal? Like for me, it's an income goal. And instead of focusing on the money, which, you know, I talked about some money a couple of times, but instead of actually focusing on the money, I'm focused on what does that money bring me for lifestyle? What will I be doing, you know, with that? And what I found was by focusing on the outcome and kind of seeing things down the track as if it was already done, that it kept me focused and it kept me on without worrying so much day to day, without freaking out about numbers day to day. And it kept me focused on the big goal, the big picture goal. So, so by seeing the prize, you were able to work your way backwards. Do you, are you a checklist person? I mean, do you, are you able to see the steps or can you just visualize it? Um, do you talk to yourself? I mean, how do you get through that? <laughs> Yeah, I I used to be really into the checklist thing, but then I, you know, learned from um, from Wesley, Wesley Virgin, that it's not about checking things off. It's about being effective. So the people that think that, you know, because I worked so many hours today, I know this is going to work. It's, yeah, you might have put in a lot of time and, and sweat equity, but was what you're doing effective? And that's really what's most important. So if you want a life where, you're working just, you know, a couple hours a week, you're enjoying your time traveling, doing whatever you want. Um, you're going to find ways that are way more effective than people that are slaving away at their computer all day. We used to say, we, you know, when we go and get ready to go on vacation, I could do two weeks worth of work in that three days before a vacation because I needed yeah. that time. It's amazing. All of a sudden, magically, I can get all that work done, right? That's kind of the same thing. So it's being effective. Ooh, this guy sounds deep. I'm going to have to check him out. When, when you think about... Um, you know, how you've been able to distance yourself. What would you say the the number one, you know, this, I know this is a little ego thing, but your biggest strength, I mean, and it's an uncomfortable thing, you know, oh, I'm, you know, hardworking or I'm focused or whatever. What would you say uh, that others would say about Amy? Maybe we'll ask it that way. Um, I think sometimes I'm pretty good about setting, we'll just call it discipline, setting a goal and saying it's a must and saying I will do what it takes. And there's been specific times where, for instance, when I was trying to quit my job, I knew that I must make it a priority to wake up at a certain time, to work on my um, myself, my personal development, work on my business. And in the evenings, instead of you know goofing off, I would read and I would learn and I would get more inspired, I would get more ideas. And I, I think I've, I just always had a little bit of that streak in me. Like I was the kid who, you know, teacher gives a project in school and everybody else is like, Oh, I'm going to wait till like the night before, you know, I don't got to do this for a month. I'm good. And I'm the kid starting on it like the next, you know, that afternoon. 
And I was the kid doing my homework first thing, you know. <laughs> now, I did just, you did you make it last? I mean, like like that example, you know, if it say they gave you a week to get it done, did you work on it every day for a week, or did you knock it out in a day or two and then coast the rest of the week? Yeah, I was pretty much wanting to knock it out as soon as possible. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Is that an approach then to how to deal with problems and issues? Because again. You would tell me that, Steve, it's not always easy. It's not perfect. I've had challenges just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Is that an approach that people could take some stock in and maybe change their experience? Yeah, I think if you, the longer you delay uh, doing things, the more anxiety it actually builds mm-hmm. up in your mind. And you, it's, it's kind of like that mental clutter just sort of sits on your brain. And you want to go out and do other things or focus on something else. And there's that sort of nagging thought in the back of your mind that's like, hey, you should be working on this. And you're like, no, no, I'll do it later. But it's bothering you. You know, it's eating up your mental energy. So I was just, you know, and I remember even in college, like coming home and just hitting the books right away, getting stuff done. And I didn't want that stupid voice talking to me, (laughs) telling me to get stuff done. I was like, I'm just going to do it now. Just get it out of the way. Turning it off. You know, you mentioned a bunch of times that, you know, you wanted to be an entrepreneur. Why? What, what, what did you think the entrepreneur life was that was so attractive? Well, it's funny when I first started to listen to personal development was not at any point was I thinking about quitting my job or anything like that, but I wanted a side income. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna make some more money. I'm gonna listen to some business podcasts. I'm gonna listen to um, you know, some, uh, so read some business books and things like that. But everything I came across was telling me less about like, this is exactly how to make money in your business. It was more like, these are the habits I have. These are the routines I have. This is the personal development, uh, structure I have. Wait, and, hold on a second. I just want to get this. I don't understand. Yeah. So these things you identified while watching these other people, you were like, wait, I, you like took stock of yourself. Like I have this piece, this piece, this piece. Is that what you said? Um, yeah, kind of like I was, hmm. I was looking for the how to, you know, right, and right. then all of a sudden people were telling me about this is my life as, you know, a business person and they're doing it full time and just the idea of freedom and, and just being able to do what I want when I want. And then kind of things with my job where I felt like, yeah, it would be really nice to not have to ask for time off. It would be really nice to enjoy holidays without wondering, am I going to be on the schedule for this holiday? You know, um, the breaking point, I think for me that, that really said, Amy, this is, this is it put in your two weeks was being told that I couldn't take a day off that I had earned, that I had saved up. I was caught up on all my work and being basically told no good reason why I could take the day off. Hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. (laughs) So that was kind of the official Amy, like, let's go do our own thing. I, I, I just knew at that point the possibilities were a lot less limiting if I went off and did things my way, my business. And, and you recognize you had many of the traits, maybe not all of the traits of a successful entrepreneur at that point. Yeah, or I felt that I could learn them. Okay. Like everything oh, was learnable. interesting. Okay. All right. I, I wasn't, I, I hated to interrupt you. I apologize for that. But it was, you, you'd said something that kind of triggered something in my mind. And I wanted to make sure I got that, that, you know, taking stock of some of, so maybe that's the answer. You don't have to have them all, right? I don't think anybody has them all. You have no. to be willing to learn them. And the discipline, that's the difference. I mean, to me, the ability that you have to come home and just, turn off TV, turn off everything, and just put your head down, do the work. Um, 
if I would have asked your husband, would he have said that, of course, she's a great, she always was a great entrepreneur. She just had to know it. Would he say that? He might. Um, it was funny. I was inspired by what he was doing because he was doing some side work alongside his full-time job. And I was like, man, I should be, you know, I should be doing something uh, like that. I, I should be making some extra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and then, you know, I, now I inspire him because I actually followed through oh. and, and did the, you know, quit the job and everything. Ooh, we all got the chills right when you said that. Ooh, that's very cool. <laughs> that's that, but that's what makes a great marriage, you know. Um, yes. I mean, to me, that's a partnership, you know, the fact that, you know, that little bit of healthy competition and, and, and you know, that really does bring out the best in people. So, ooh, love it, love it, love it, love it. All right, so I'm thinking about, um, well, I want to, let's talk about um, Merch Money Master. Is that how I say it? Am I correct that I always said that? Tell me, yeah, uh, tell me more about this merchmoneymaster.com. Tell me about this because, uh, so uh, again, make, make sure I qualify and Steve doesn't benefit other than if, if you and Amy work together, awesome. That's good for you guys. Um, but you've had a lot of success with print on demand. You got lots of experience. You've done other things. Um, you converted it over and then you built this. It's not easy to get to the tier 6,000 on Amazon. Now, obviously you're doing stuff right. So now, at some point, you created a group or you're part of a group. So talk about that, merchmoneymaster.com. Yeah, so this whole website came out of doing, again, going back to the giving value, whatever. I started out doing Facebook Lives, uh, which I then started uploading to YouTube later on, uh, just under my own profile, Amy Nicholas. And I was just talking print-on-demand, and it was called the Print-on-Demand Power Punch and I would do, um, for, I think eight months, I did daily shows wow. Monday through Friday. Eight months. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And so I built up an audience some people that were like, Hey, keep, keep talking. I mean, you know, they like the mindset. So, um, nobody was really talking about the real internal struggles. It was a lot of podcasts and, and shows out there, um, all teaching great stuff, like how to do things, but people are missing this element of success and they need to understand why it's not happening for them. Um, so I just decided to do that show. And from that show, I got the idea to help people, you know, that were like maybe struggling with research, struggling with poor uh, understanding of what they were doing and their designs were maybe off point, things like that. So I built the site, merchmoneymaster.com. And now it's a resource. There's, there's free videos. There's, there's like a free guide you can download. Um, to help you tear up on merch. And I provide resources for people that want research done for them. So if you're doing merch and you're like, I don't have the time, I want to do better, I want to um, you know, get the research easy peasy done for me, and I don't want to handle a VA, um, then that's, you know, that's who it's for. And I also have included now, because a lot of people are doing KDP print, which is print-on-demand journals and notebooks, mm -hmm. I do resources now for people for that as well. With the same mindset, again, um, not not to make it easy, uh, but just not to make it difficult for people, right? That's kind of, uh, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm saying it that way. I mean, it, it to me, it's because it, the prices are so they're reasonable. I mean, I'm looking at the prices on the site, and go check it out, merchmoneymaster.com, and you can see the prices are not unreasonable. You're just trying to take away some of the difficulty. I just think that I think it's very cool. And again, in your experience, you were able to buy time when you took uh, Stefan's course and others' courses, correct? Correct. 
And Definitely. so you're offering similar things and, and a, a bunch of free stuff. I think there's a lot to be said about giving away stuff without expectation because people can come watch these videos and you're not hitting them with sales all the time, right? Hey, buy this, buy this, no, buy this. No, no. Like maybe a little call to action at the end of the video, like check this out. But the whole, you know, whether I do a 10 minute video, 15, I've done an hour <laughs> before. I'm just, you know, hanging out with print on demand people. They ask questions sometimes I'll, and I answer, or I might be talking a specific topic related to merch, related to KDP print. We also talk Etsy, um, various other print on demand platform sites. And like I said, it's, it's all kind of wrapped up in the mindset stuff. Yeah, it really is. Um, are you still on YouTube? Yeah. Yeah. And and now most of the time, if I can, I will go live on both Facebook and YouTube at the same time. Okay. And the YouTube channel is what? Uh, just my name, Amy Nicholas. Okay. And I see it. Oh, and how about on Facebook? Facebook, my profile, you can follow me. I'm public. Okay. And I'm going to put that contact there. So that's, that's where we're going to ask for a question. I usually ask that one towards the end and we're getting to the end now. Um, Again, uh, check it out, merchmoneymaster.com. Watch the free videos, you know, get some perspective. And again, I always tell people, if you want to buy time, make sure you're comfortable with the person that you're buying. If you connect with it, if this stuff is connecting with you, if this is what you're looking for, you know, take Amy's advice, connect with her, but then turn everything else off and then master it. Um, that's that Stefan guy. That's one of his big things. I, I remember that. I mean, he is mm -hmm. definitely laser focused when he's on to something, right? I mean, he is laser focused. <laughs> Yep, sure is. Love it, love it, love it. All right, so the goal of the podcast, and, and if people want to get in touch with it, they can get in touch with you all these different ways, um, and I'll have links. The goal of the podcast is to help people who get stuck. And so, you know, I'm, we might have already answered. Yeah, I'm sure you did. But I, I want to help somebody who's looking at this and saying, because the beauty of merch is it is truly a vending machine, correct? I mean, I'm getting paid on stuff that I put up years ago. You know, years is relative and hasn't been around that long. But but honestly, right, I'm, I'm assuming you're getting paid on shirt designs that you did years ago. Fair? Yeah. And, and just, I mean, there's, of course, some that never sell or thus haven't. But you, yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely a passive side of the income. For right. Sure. And now for scale, there's nothing passive about this. This is effort. I mean, this is a purely yeah. an effort issue. So don't don't think it's like set it and forget it. It's not. However... It does give you the ability to scale um, and if you put your head down and do the work. But a lot of people don't. So I want you to help us push past that, Amy. Help us get past the point of stuck, please. Well, my, you know, the guy I'm mostly listening to right now is Wesley Virgin. And he told me that the reason most people get stuck is they just don't have a strong enough why. Mm. And he's like, your why should bring you to tears. And basically, if you are doing something just to make money, that's not a strong enough why. You must have a story behind that as to, okay, I'm making this money, I'm going to make this money because, you know, blank, I need this to, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to quit, like for me, quitting the job, like that, I, I gave myself a, a why that said, okay, Amy, if you don't put in the time, you don't put in the effort, you don't learn what you need to learn, you're going to be stuck working for somebody else, not at your full potential, making somebody else rich um, year after year, wishing you were not doing what you're doing. And so it was a strong why that got me out of bed early in the morning, you know, and kept me studying the books and, and listening to the right people. Um, your why might change over time. And of course it changed when I uh, quit my job. 
and you have to revisit it often. Like I literally have on my whiteboard says, remember your why <laughs> on the whiteboard. You back um, to that visualization. Like you wanted to look like somebody, you put that picture up. This is basically yep. the same concept. Interesting. Yeah. And I, I found that like some people will say, oh, I, well, my why is I want to make, you know, X amount of dollars so I can buy my dream car or something. Well, what I found for myself was it was a, it's a motivating goal, but it's not strong enough. Does it bring you to tears not having that? No, probably not. Mm. You probably have a car, right? <laughs> it's not gonna, it's not like you're, you're stuck somewhere, you know, or you're under a bridge trying to, to catch a Wi-Fi signal or something um, <laughs> on your phone. But it's, you just, you, it's everybody's personal thing. You know, you have to dig deep and find it. And you, that's one of the things that helps to cut things out of your life is you stop having all those voices in your head. Yeah. Clutter. Yeah. yeah. Take that clutter away. Oh, geez. Give me the chills again. I love it. Love it. Love <laughs> it. Well, it's so cool to sit and watch. Um, and again, I watch for consistent 800. Did you say 800 videos? No, um, I've got several hundred. I think I'm somewhere around 250 to 300. Oh, 250 videos. Yeah. Sorry about that. It, it, uh, that doesn't just happen. I mean, that consistency isn't magic. Um, that's hard work. That's putting your head down, doing the work. 6,000 designs up on merch is not Close magic. to 8,000, actually. Are you yeah, really up I'm to 8,000? I was teared 8, up. Yeah, I'm at 8K well, now. Excuse me. Oh, geez, <laughs> I got to correct myself. That, that's very cool. But it's just so, it's got to be... Uh, very rewarding personally for you. Um, and it, does it take away the self-esteem issues or do you still get a little bit of doubt? I think there's always a little bit of that creeping, uh, you know, negativity around you. And part of that is just, there's some things you can shelter yourself from and some things you just come yeah. across, right? On a daily Thanksgiving basis. dinner with family or not, yeah, not, not to pick it on just, your family. I'm just saying that could be no. the one, that uncle, that crazy uncle, um, <laughs> you know, so I get it. Okay. Well, I, I am just blown away. I'm very impressed. I, I just love the story. And again, I just love how humble you are about it. It is it is very inspiring. And I, I'm, I'm certain that a whole bunch of people are going to get inspired. And again, uh, check out MerchMoneyMaster.com or on uh, YouTube, uh, Amy Nicholas, and on Facebook, Amy Nicholas. And I'll have the links uh, for this episode. I wish you nothing but success. Thank you so much. Thank you. How cool was that? Um, I did cut her off one time. Somebody's going to tell me, Dave, you cut her off. You're right. I'm sorry. But she said something that just clicked in my head. And it just, it really, it took me to a place um, that I wanted to make sure I understood. Um, very strong. And again, turn everything else off. You know, stop listening to me. If you've got too many people, if you hear all my interviews and there's, you should do merch and you should do this and you should do that. Stop listening to me, please. Go put your head down and do the work. And when you hit success, message me and just let me know that you stopped and that's what <laughs> took you there. Um, I just, I would not be offended. I, I just uh, admire somebody who can just stay so focused uh, because I'm all over the place lots of times. So uh, reach out to uh, Amy and, and go check out that Merch Money Master. A lot of neat stuff. Um, if, you, if this ever has been attractive to you, um, or your kids. I always think of my kids on these kind of things. Um, check it out. I mean, she's got great stuff and uh, real solid. But again, you heard what it takes. You've got to focus. EcommerceMomentum.com, EcommerceMomentum.com. Take care. Thanks for listening to the E-Commerce Momentum Podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at ecommercemomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.